Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Buffer, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, sunny with mild cumulus with occasional black clouds, but not black as described and debated by Vimes and Hagra in Guards Guards. Evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 141 and that rather elongated blather should have given Mike enough of a hint to have something prepared to say other than hello. Good evening. Is that alright? Now you're just, <laughs> Sorry, you, now you're just you, f***ing with me. <laughs> oh that's great, a beat within 30 seconds stopped in the show. Thanks, I do try. Yeah, even now I was wondering where the hell you were going with that until I got the reference. <laughs> As black as a moonless night. Well, a moonless night is quite bright because of the stars, isn't it? <laughs> it, it displayed an intellectual side to Hagri you never suspected existed. <laughs> I think Terry had great fun writing that bit. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. Alan's up for it. <laughs> he is, as you might be able to tell. Let me prep the line. Oh, it went straight in. There were no line. There is a line. Not on my bloody DVD, there weren't. I know some modern Blu-rays have the option to skip all credits and whatnot, but I don't think DVDs do. Uh, no, that's not right. No. <laughs> that's the wrong episode. Hmm. Yep, that's the right one. Sit, stay. God bless the cat. Sorry, somebody messaged me on Facebook. I said, recording Gatecast, busy for 84 minutes or so. 84 minutes? It's a long episode. I'm approximating. No, a very specific amount of time. <laughs> when have you ever known me to be non-specific? Seriously, do you know me though? Lucy W. said, they're just cruel. I'm not sure what she's replying to. That's probably because she posted earlier about the Stargate Atlantis writers and their treatment of Dr. Beckett. I wasn't making fun of her earlier. I was just maybe winding her up a little. And uh, she was on about the writers again. And I, I tweeted, yeah, evil writers. One of the words I got offered in draw something was Norway. And I thought, I am not going to draw all those fjords. I'll just draw a picture of the flag and hope people get it. Sure, the uh, award Slotty Bartbox got for his fjords. I'm sure there are a few people out there that might either. It's a little too obtuse <laughs> for some of the people I play with. I can't assume GWC level familiarity with the work of Douglas Adams. Now, once I found I was chatting to a professor to hate Douglas Adams, and I just gave them a look. Have you watched this week's Continuum yet? I haven't even watched episode two yet. Oh, right. So, shh. <laughs> well, I don't think them two pictures give anything away. Or maybe they do. I don't know. You can tell you have a mobile device now because suddenly the number of gatecast tweets have shot up. <laughs> I don't do much tweeting, mainly because it still isn't as easy to jump between applications, you know, and copy data and paste it into another application as it is on a desktop where it's just a click of a button. There's still a lot more tweets in the past week or two than there have been in previous months. No photos of you, though. I was kind of hoping you might slip up there. Well, forget there's a camera pointing at my face. <laughs> oh, interesting. What's that? Well, I started to type a tweet, and then I went into your tweets, so I could double-check the episode number, which is, hence my comment about the number of tweets we sent, and I'm like, I never had to scroll back this far before. <laughs> when I came back in to the homepage, it had retained what I typed in the start of the tweet. All right. I'm about to record episode 141, season 7, episode 10, but right, Jaffa free. 
Yes. Free Jaffa, except for the women who must stay and do the cleaning. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell Teal's wife to do the cleaning? No. Otherwise, you'd have to mop up rather a lot of blood. Yeah, you keep bringing your work home with you. <laughs> Sorry, dear. <laughs> That's probably why Till looking to leave Apophis's employ. You don't get enough time off. Find a job with better hours. Now, what's that, John Carter? Yeah, I did think the bouncing was a bit silly when I saw it first, but I got used to it. Well, after a while, they just forgot about it, didn't they, really? He adapted himself and just only needed it when he jumped. You couldn't jump like that in the moon. Incredibly inventive, considering how long ago it was written. And it's one of them books I probably should read. Mm -hmm. Isn't it the guy that also did all the Conan books? Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Didn't he do Tarzan? What did he do, Tarzan? I think so, yes. The original Tarzan, there were subsequent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course, when you say Tarzan, my brain immediately goes to Robert, what's my other? Robert? Robin? Johnny Wisemuller. That could be it, yes. Yeah, or uh, Ron. Who was the Tarzan in the 70s? Ron. I don't remember the 70s guy. I remember Wisemuller because he was an ex-Olympic swimmer. Yeah, he was, yeah. Guy with a chest that could enable him to actually probably breathe Martian atmosphere. And he had proper cheater as well. You mean a chimp rather than an ape? Cross a lot of blokes have played Tarzan over the years. Mm-hmm. George of the Jungle does not count. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's it. Ron Ely. That's him. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I watched The Family Guy the other day, and I'm surprised it didn't pop up before. But Brian is doing fancy dress as Snoopy. I don't really know the characters very well. The dog. Oh, right. The white dog. Well, yeah, I know who Snoopy is. I don't watch Family Guy. No, I mean, I was referring to Brian. I say I didn't even know there was a white dog. I knew there was a dog. I didn't know it was white. Pulp Audio Weekly at weekly.pulpaudio.com, where you can hear about TV and movies. War of the Worlds. Doctor Who. Monsters vs. Aliens. Push. Video games. Mass Effect. Rock Band. Just Cause. World of Goo. Nexius. And a whole slew of geeky topics. Apple. Microsoft. Linux. The Sun. The Moon. Solar Sails. And Peeves. Twitter. Hulu. Google. Hubble. Obama. NASA. Jupiter. The Space Shuttle. And the FCC. All this and more every week at weekly.palpaudio.com. I saw some previews. Universe of Daleks. The title of the first episode. Apparently every kind of Dalek will be in it. What, even them clunky new ones? Even the, yeah, the Power Ranger Daleks. Oh. The Nerdy Dirty podcast did a two-episode special on Doctor Who. Might be something you'd be interested in listening to. I might, but I use one of my Audible credits to download The Long Earth, so I'll listen to that first. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to get your priorities. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is brilliant. You know, I've actually got time to listen to podcasts at work now. It's brilliant. It's, it's almost worth having to learn a, a new Sonic computer system. Anybody looking, no, turn the computer on, turn it back on again. Dear, oh, I fixed it. You'd be amazed how much that fixes. It does, yeah. It does. I, it's, it's something I use. Truthfully, I, I'm feeling better today, possibly because I haven't even thought about work. <laughs> God, Twitter's gone mental. Anyway, I've been blathering on to you for almost half an hour. I think we should probably begin. We've got a quick tweet from Dan LaRock. Tilt gets to make out with Jolene Blalock. Hashtag jealous. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Dan. We do try. And if we don't, well, there's always the editing. It's amazing what you can do. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, it's amazing what you can do. Since I don't do any editing. I am enjoying my new toy. And what's that, Alan? That would be a Kindle Fire. Where did you get one of them from, Alan? Which I rooted within hours, essentially. Well, enough of your private life. But... <laughs> Don't worry, there's only two ports on it and neither of them ran anywhere near big enough. <laughs> I 
I have a uh, alternate operating system running on it. Well, it's on top of the Android. And I'm currently burning my way through uh, Dresden Files Book 11. Which is? So it's, 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 <laughs> I, I, you want the title? F*** yeah. <laughs> well, what happens in it? <laughs> Morgan turns up on Dresden's door, accused of murdering one of the High Council. Oh, right. That give you sufficient context? Uh, not enough to remember the title, but I know, I know the story. Yeah, I remember when I got to book 10, which I hadn't read, I said, I'll do a chapter a day, and I'll be calm and relaxed, and I'll ration it, and I'll through it in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. They are good books. They're not too big, but they tell a great story. And Dresden's a very likeable sort of... He's almost an anti-hero. He's, it's very easy to identify with Dresden. Yeah, Paul Blackthorne. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't picture it because I, I saw that show before I ever read any of the books, as apparently yeah. did you. Turncoat is the book you're reading then? Yes, thank you. So the next one is Changes. I have it and 13. Excellent. On the thing, I just shan't tell you how. <laughs> right, you got to go? Yep, my line's ready. Ever three, ever do, ever hain. Vicky. <laughs> oh, and he didn't freeze. Fade in now. On Jafar in Forest. Reichel, played by Nigel Vonus. I get the impression from the framing of this scene, not played by Nigel Vonus for very long. I'm getting his name check in very quickly. <laughs> oh, Sam's got a new gun again. Poor Daniel's got a little 9mm. Hmm. I'm Reichel, a old mullet. Jack gets a P90 because he's Jack. Yes. Shark kick never on. I too will die for you, brother. Duke of the Tauri. Legend precedes you. Oh, we meet at last. Is this a Masonic handshake, Jafar version? Could be. It's very firm and manly. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh, I told you it wasn't going to last long. I haven't seen this episode. It's almost as if he was wearing a red shirt. Yes. <laughs> Here they come. But it hit him in the upper back. Surely he's not dead. Well, staff blasts kill you or not. Oh, wow. Depending on the plot. <laughs> This That's is how they use a staff weapon. Jesus Christ. Well, sure nothing. Now, you can understand how the Jaffa win battles if they fought like that all the time. <laughs> they made mincemeat of whoever they were coming after. More rebel Jaffa. There's only one way to be certain. Shall Kek Namran! Yeah, stick your head up. Hello. Shall Kek Namran! We're about 15 seconds shy of it being the longest teaser in this season so far. Now, this reveal, this reveal actually wasn't planned. It turned out like this on the day. And it's a cracker. Yeah. Warriors of the Tari, we mean you no harm. No? Good. I'm glad. <laughs> because yes. clearly Daniel looks a little puzzled. Jack is probably preening himself. So I'm thinking competition. Tilt going, huh? Please. And I believe our longest teaser to date was two minutes seven. Oh, right. So this... It's pretty close. Working in at 2.22 is... On your uh, timescale, yes. Yes? <laughs> not mine. <laughs> of course not. Birthright, Season 7, Episode 10 of Stargate SG-1. And the Gatecast, Episode 141. Written by Christopher Judge. So, hey, guess what? He's going to make out with a woman. Mm-hmm. Directed by Peter West. First heard in the US, August the 15th, 2003. The UK got it next, December the 1st, 2003. The Australians had to wait till September the 2nd, 2004. 
and the Canadians November the 3rd, same year, so a huge delay for the Aussies. Yeah. Birthright has been used in a number of movies, mostly low budget, but uh, in the TV world, Criminal Minds, Profiler, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, The Lost World, Highlander Raven and TNG all used the name. Hmm. And we're back. Yes, with the Death Doctor. Zoomed over. Doesn't have very good sensors on board. It must operate visually. Interesting, Jolene didn't get first guest star credit. Stargate will not be accessible for long. We must hurry. Oh, squishy, squishy. Squeak, squeak. Hmm. What's she doing? <laughs> Quick on the uptake, aren't you, Daniel? Kelmalek, Krishaknel. They're outsiders. They are SG-1 of the Tari. Hey, what's going on? This one believes we should return to her planet. That one does not believe it will be wise. You probably shouldn't have saved them then. You're going to upset about it. Yes, indeed. Please. We knew you'd be here. How? Our intelligence network went deep within the Jafar of Moloch. We came to ask for help. This one? <laughs> that one? <laughs> mm. I promise you will be safe. Well, they did save us. He's not very friendly, is he? Is Till a bit upset about cleavage on a Jaffa woman? Possibly. Why would Till be upset about cleavage? I don't know. Why does Jolene well, have an English accent in this? That's not Jolene Blalock. Oh. Jolene Blalock is to Paul in Enterprise. You remember? Operating on my level of recognition of people. <laughs> She's white. How about that? I thought just Hispanic. Welcome to Hacktail. This is the second world we've visited in this episode already. Actually, it's the first world, because in the background you can see the woods where they were just filming. Please. Uh, you know, we really should call home first, let the folks know where we are. It's past our curfew. By all means. <laughs> There's a new word for us. Perhaps you shouldn't have done that until before you went through the Stargate for the first time. Mm-hmm. Why was I not told? Because we knew you would disagree. Go ahead, tell us of our success. No, descent amongst the ranks. Yes, go, shoo. You are a minor person. Horses. Yes. No alien animals. What is that something we've actually seen? Oh, Dr. Fraser. Well, I'm thinking about the movie, really. That was Abydos, of course. Yes. We have seen horses before in the series. I think I've said this before, but this is the lost shot. This was one huge take covered by three cameras, mainly because they were running out of time again at the end of the day. So they just did a long shot and hoped that it didn't screw up and reloop the audio? They weren't quite sure about the ground, so they were crossing fingers that nobody walked into a gopher hole or anything like that. Yes, me too. There were um, female warriors who occasionally captured men from other tribes in order to mate with them. They would often um, sometimes remove their right breasts so that they could more easily fire a bow and arrow. I see neither bow nor arrow. Yeah, Jack, Jack's thinking... (laughs) Yes, Jack, you want to help people. Some of them, yeah. Some of them look a bit like they're going to... Throw you down and have the way with you. <laughs> to to me, what? No, no. Well, because so. you know me, I'm all for helping people. Oh, God. Garter didn't seem too impressed with that, that little old comment. God is not impressed at all. These are F wolves. That's pronounced West. West, yeah, he pronounces it that way himself. The female warrior is more deadly than the male. How did the young come about then? The usual way. I must forgive them. For many of the young, this is the first time they've seen men. Jolene Blalock, of course. Specifically picked for this role. Chris wrote part for her. 
I do like the emblem. Mm. Much better than Apophis's. Mm-hmm. It's nice to meet you. I've heard so... Actually, I've heard nothing about you. Tilk. Have true luck. Former first prime of Apophis. The Shova who has become a legend. It's a bit thick, don't you think? I am no legend. I fight as any true-hearted Jaffa for the freedom that we deserve. Yes, and I'll try and restrain my sexist nature. Yes. Rather modded for two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this job's not working. Hello. I've asked you here so that I may propose an alliance. That's a fine idea. We should sit, talk, nosh. No alliance can be formed between the Tauri and those who would steal symbiotes from their brother and leave him to die. Now, now, Tilk. Just a murderer of innocent children. Jelkree! There is much to discuss. This is Sinak. Yes, already she is nearly as tall as I am. Yes, indeed. She didn't really look that small on Enterprise. Is it because their cast is smaller? She reached the age of Prata three days ago. Hmm? Puberty. Ah. Without the symbiote we procured this morning, she would be dead now. This is Nessa. Younger sister to Neith. She looks taller. Mm, yeah, considering she's a uh, younger... It's hard to argue about what they're doing, really. Is the child supposed to look upset or is she just a bit confused by all the lights and cameras? I think she's supposed to be upset. She's hey, she she hasn't been around men at all, mm-hmm. and these That's are aliens at that. You're gonna cut that out. Well, considering her age, yes. It's women's talk. Stay outside, men. Thirty years ago, Locke decreed that only male children would be allowed to live. Only they could strengthen his armies and lead him to victory in the war of the gods. Well, aside from the obvious immorality, that doesn't make sense. No, that's Ooh, rather brutal. Hmm. I suppose that's what happens when you have a population designed for warfare and you don't believe that women can fight. Any female child is to be sacrificed in the ceremony of fire immediately after they're born. They're burned to death? Yes. Daniel's always bringing the food along these days, isn't he? Hey, Mrs. Jonas. Everybody just feel more comfortable talking to Sam. Why? Because we have penises? <laughs> Tower bar? Yeah. Perhaps he uh, intends to run across Shaka every now and again. Always has a piece of chocolate for him. So how did you start bringing them here? As a temple high priestess, part of my duty is to keep record of births and to preside over the ceremony of fire itself. I could not sit back and watch my sisters be murdered and do nothing. Yes, of course. As high priestess, I, along with my seconds Mala and Neith, are allowed relatively free access to the Chapa Eye of the Worlds under Malak's rule. No one outside this camp knows you're doing this. No. Gotta be an incredibly strong character to put up with it more than once, aren't you, really? So you offer the parents of these children a chance for their daughters to live? All but a few Jaffa under Malak worship him religiously. Well, of course they worship him religiously. He's a god. It's a rather obvious statement. The children have to be spirited away secretly for fear we'd be reported to the Imperial Guard. It is punishable by death to even question the laws of a god. Over the moons, we have succeeded in saving many from their birthright of death. I'm sorry, that phrase is a little clunky. Birthright of death? Oh, you've got to get the episode tied. Well, stick around SG-1. Sooner or later, it'll all come into the open. I wouldn't trust those humans. Malak is very powerful. His armies are vast. Not as vast as balls. 
Yeah, we can get somebody else to do our dirty work for us. Forgive us, but our immediate goals are somewhat less ambitious. It is an ongoing struggle to procure the symbiotes needed for our young to survive. We've lost many of our warriors in these raids. It has been said your weapons are formidable. We also require sustenance. Food and supplies among our growing population are scarce. Well, that's easy. Asking for weapons is a bit more difficult. We offer you our services and our knowledge in return. We have an extensive intelligence network among the Jaffa under Malak. Yeah. Oh, good, because we're running out of Tokra. Yes. An alternative to what? To your reliance on the Gwawalk. Uh, Tritonin. Yeah, it's useful for so many things. There's only something with Tritonin, though. Tritonin? Hmm. We've had success with it so far. On all two test subjects. <laughs> That's it, Jack. Jaffa won't willingly give up their symbiotes, despite the fact it could ultimately free them. Jaffa believe they will be weaker without them. Centuries of gold brainwashing. Yeah, look what it took Tilt to go through. Indeed. They've suffered some horrible atrocities at the hands of the Jaffa who serve Malak. It's easy to see why they don't have a problem killing a few of them to survive. But Jaffa is taught it is more noble to die than to kill another. In the background, you can see a lake. This was a former gravel pit. The actual production got a lot of leeway because the owners knew that the ground was already pretty uh, crappy. Mm-hmm. They ended up building a road because they ruined the one that was already there. Oopsie. Give him the old tail charm. Yeah, because you're going to persuade them to you because me, big, strong man. <laughs> that's it, Tilt. Bards the kids out of the way. Well, that's gruesome than normal. And a dream catcher. They're not scalps. <laughs> no, but last time we saw a construct like that, there was a person hanging off it. Oh, I, I see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> now these are just dream catches. <laughs> mm. Mm. It means courage. Each design represents an ideal that no warrior should ever forget. Impressive that I did not sense your approach. Is not stealthiness one of the first talents taught to a Jaffa soldier? With varying degrees of success. Oh, and here we come against the sexism, possibly? Hmm. Indeed. Ah, uh, indeed. Come. Walk with me. We've really lost the indeed, Count. Well, it's off the charts, isn't it? Nah, he's going for it big time. Have you really the belief that this Tritonin is our way to freedom? If it is successful, it may be the first step. For as long as Jaffa requires symbiotes, we will continue to be enslaved by the Goa'uld. The benefit a symbiote provides is not a Jaffa's true strength. And we as a people must begin to realize that sacrifices must be made if we are to ever truly be free. All these dream catches were made by uh, the props department themselves. And sold in the auction a year or so ago? I imagine if they survived, they were sold off. Yeah. In the commentary, the two set decorators, Mark Davidson and his brother Robert Davidson, commenting on this episode. The round ones are hula hoops, mm-hmm. covered in horsehair and other natural stuff. Much of our tradition and our way of life have been designed to instill our dependence on the Goa'uld. You believe it is wrong that we kill Jaffa, merely that our children would live. But what is war for but the preservation of our children? We do not engage the defenseless or the weak. Made about two dozen of them. It looks like a lot more... Well, there's quite a few there. I was going to say, the huge task, just keep putting them up, having to throw ropes over trees, mm-hmm. you know, hoisting them up. What sounds like a very simple idea turned into a rather lengthy job. You speak of progress and shedding of the old ways, and yet you still think a woman needs your protection. 
Yes, yes. But he's got a point there. I mean, it's all right saying, oh, equality and everything, women are as strong as men. But in his culture, for thousands of years, thousands of generations, the women have not been in the position to do this. Mm. They're trained to defend the homes, but not actually take the battle to their enemy. Are they going to fight? This is basically foreplay. <laughs> a 200-year-old man can beat you, Teal. Do you really think a woman would have any difficulties? <laughs> Yes, I've decided to unlock my hair and put it in front of me so well it'll be more in the way. Or where it'll frame my breasts so they can be a distraction. Oh, look at this, one-handed. I don't need to... That is literally with one hand behind his back. Now, the stunt woman who did most of this yeah. fight, this was her first production. She was 17 years old, and I can't find the name anywhere. She wasn't credited. She was mentioned in the... Uh, I presume they mentioned the commentary that she was 17. Yeah, but they didn't actually mention her name. Well, come on, come on, you can beat him. Let's face it, it's just a giant wooden spoon. He's actually being forced to fight. You have proven yourself a worthy adversary. Now hear me. She could slip out of that easily. Yeah. She can feel something. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you sent something else for the down. <laughs> I sense no symbiote in you. That's a very Jedi thing to say. Oh, she's upset now. You take this drug yourself, and yet you conceal it. Your actions betray your words. I still say your actions betray your words. It's Yoda-like. Huh, frisbee time. Cat, hold on to Hulk. <laughs> well, that was handy, wasn't it? That one means pride. No longer will we need to lose our sisters in battle. No longer will our daughters be dependent on symbiotes. Tilk has taken the drug. He stands here before you as evidence. I am asking for four volunteers. So after a typical bloody woman. This is going to alien it wasn't a relationship, but uh, she gives out to him for being a hypocrite and lying about the drug and then holds him up as an example. Well, she's a leader. She's putting her people's interests first. Is that a pin dropping? You must not go. Mala, I have made my decision. Hactil needs you. You are our leader. I will go in your stead. It is my right as Kindra. You cannot say no. Mala is played by Christine Adams, a British actress. Her last seen in Terra Nova. Yeah. Also in Tron Legacy, Batman Begins and Pushing Daisies. I managed the last five and a half episodes of that. Yeah, alas, she was the the badass outsider, the Sixers. Unfortunately, we didn't get, really get the full story of that before the show was cancelled. I don't know. I give up on the show. And if I give up on a science fiction show, it must be bad. <laughs> Ishta was expecting Neith to volunteer. Mm. Played by Kathleen Duborg. She was in Defying Gravity and Human Target, also Psych and The X-Files. No, I must dig out Defying Gravity again. I had the DVD on pre-order, but it was never released in the UK. You can do what I did with Castle. I'm sure your PC powerful enough to rip and compress and burn. That's what we write was for. Uh, that's four terabyte NAS servers for as well. True. Some things I actually like to own. Yes, we're friends. Let's face it, this is like, uh, you know, women's prison B-movie. I cannot force her hand. You know there's things going on in the background. It's Tenko. <laughs> yes, I wish you well. 
There's two of you. <laughs> Dr. Jackson, Teal? As Teal could say, undomesticated equines couldn't drag him away. Undomesticated equines? Chris must have really liked that line. <laughs> I wonder if he has to give credit to whoever wrote it in the first place. To Daniel through the mouth. Kind of a PR thing, sir. Hmm. Yes. I'm General Hammond. Welcome to Earth. Teal can Daniel stay behind with all the women. Yes. <laughs> I wonder why. When you rose up against Apophis, did you leave behind someone that you loved? It's not him rising up against Apophis you're interested in. You're interested in something else rising up, aren't you? She's taken to Tilk very quickly. And she doesn't want any aspect of Tilk to rise up at all. And what of his mother? Does she sit at home pining away for her hero? Again, this was the last shot of the day. Mm -hmm. The light was fading rapidly. Made it work with a bit of camera trickery. They're actually walking across the field one way and then the reverse direction and filmed it walking the other way. You wouldn't think the Jaffa of a system lord would have different accents. I see. Unless they are from different worlds, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've yet to meet Jaffa from Cockney World. <laughs> We've developed methods of keeping a symbiote alive for some time. As far as the Tritonin, finding the right amount is going to be somewhat trial and error. We'll keep increasing the dose until we get the desired effect. Reasonably close, we're getting there. Now, I don't like this, the cutting between these two scenes. I think it takes something away from both of them, yet mm -hmm. in the commentary they were praising it. Fair enough. You know, they said each scene was probably would drag out too long if you didn't cut it. This from a show which has given us ten solid minutes of exposition on occasion? <laughs> Hypocrites. The briefing room scene is sacrosanct. It will not be touched. She refused to take the life of another Jaffa, even to preserve her own, no matter what their beliefs may have been. What are your memories of her? She could be as fierce as the wind, or as gentle as the sunshine. You don't see Tilk smiling this often. I know he's talking about his missus, but... He's leveraging sympathy so he can get some sugar, you know? You think so? Tell her about the priestess who died for him as well. You are close to Colonel O'Neill. Yeah. I like to think we have a special relationship. <laughs> special relationship? <laughs> <laughs> she protesteth too much. Like what? We aren't, you know, I mean, we don't... I was speaking of the mutual respect you share. I knew that. Oops. Yeah, yeah, I think you're giving a wee bit away there. How could you not tell enough? My husband was a warrior of high station in the Imperial Guard. I was but one wife of many. Still, as temple priestess, I was afforded many luxuries to make up for my mistreatment. Many wives? Oh, right. So, women are good for one thing in Morlock's empire. Yeah, Morlock's obviously a woman. But then again, I suppose, you know, you want Jaffar male warriors, so it helps if your warriors have multiple wives. Yes, but if you kill all the females... Yeah, there comes a point when it's kind of become counterproductive. <laughs> it was discovered that I was to have his child. Moloch sentenced my beloved to death and sacrificed our daughter before my eyes. I'm so sorry. Nasty. Oh, dear. That's a bit drastic, isn't it? You could have sent him off to a far outpost or something to fight for his god. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, Tilt. Are well, they still playing Blyman's book? And she found anybody yet? You okay? My sister says I shouldn't talk to you. You don't have to. 
just sit here for a while. You don't have to. I'm just going to sit down beside you. Way too close for personal space. Especially for a, a young girl of her age. Yeah. Who's never seen a man. I wasn't talking to you. Who are you talking to, then? No one. Nissa, this is Kirsten Prout. Kirsten has been in Electra. Kyle XY, The Lion Game. Also one of the Twilight movers. Kyle XY is something I keep meaning to check out. Worth it. Terrell's in it. Ooh. Something else I want to check out is Jake 2.0, which I never watched. Yeah. Terrell actually plays this young girl's mother in Kyle XY. Hmm. Why would you need to see better? Because my eyes don't see as well as I should. I hope it doesn't sound too creepy, but this young actress is a woman now and she looks fantastic. Hmm. But not like that. <laughs> <laughs> You just make your sight worse. Yeah, well, they work differently for different people. Perhaps you are in need of a symbiote. Yeah, I'll just stick with the glasses. Neith has told me that your people do not approve of our use of symbiotes for healing. You know, it's a little more complicated than that. I just think that there's a better way. Neith does not want me to participate in your experiments. I know. Yeah, single track, mind. He was ascended, and I think we commented on this before. Surely when he came back down, he could have fixed his eyes in the way. You know, I'd just like to go into a slightly improved body, maybe 15 years younger, with better eyes. Well, I imagine that Omer thought, sod you, you're going back as you were. Hmm. Including those extra few pounds you were carrying when you died. At the risk of sounding creepy, she looks way past puberty. She may be playing 12, but the actress is probably 15 or 16 there. I could be wrong, I misjudged such things. Pretty uh, common in for 30 year olds to be playing high schoolers in American shows. Mm -hmm. You're thinking of what's his face? Jason Priestley going back to uh, Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Kirsten was born in 1990, so she was probably 13 or 14 when she made this. I have spoken more in two days than I have in many years. And so you are done. That's true, Tia. You have spoken more in spoken more in ten minutes of episode than you have in the entire season. <laughs> in fact, probably more than season six and seven come on. It's a cheerful Tia. Yes. He's looking very jolly when he smiles. Thoughts of your wife still linger. That's understandable. But she's been gone now for over a year. There is no sin in taking comfort in another lonely soul. If you wish. Ooh. <laughs> Saucy. Mm. Yes, you better satisfy a tilk or else. It won't surprise you to know this is exactly the same tent that had the meeting with Samin earlier. Just a little bit more moodily. But what mood are we aiming for? Can you believe it? Chris actually went to the director after this, worried that the kiss was a bit too much mm -hmm. because he had an agreement with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, when you're writing an episode for yourself and you're saying, I want Jolene Blalock for the main female road and I get to make out with her. There will be questions asked. Yes. Was Tia's girlfriend still his girlfriend after this episode was filmed? <laughs> <laughs> when they cut out the bits that... <laughs> we had no guarantees going in. Some would say an 80% success rate isn't bad in a trial like this. Not in the minds of the Jafar. We're not done yet. We haven't even begun to explore the reasons why it might not be working, Mala. We need this to work. I know. I'm not sure it's a good idea to keep pumping more and more Tritonin into it. It's either going to work quickly or it's not. Mm. Another decent episode for Janet, though. Some screen time. Yes. Look, a reflecting pill and a white horse. 
Yes, and there's the raft they made for this episode, which they weren't allowed to use because they didn't have any health and safety personnel. Oh, I'd love for the divine. <laughs> if they'd have shot stuff, they'd probably have to cut it for time anyway, because the fact that these people fish isn't that important. Now that's an alarm clock. Mm. That weighs you up. <laughs> no messing. Morning. You had no right to speak to her. I'm sorry. I saved her from her birthright. And it will be the symbiote I procure that will save her once again. I have already lost two sisters and I will not lose another one. Okay. Oops. Okay. That's a very strong maternal instinct there. Yes. Sorry. Ishta was able to save me. But she couldn't save the next two girls sired by my father. He was a Jaffa station high in the Imperial Guard. I swore that when I came of age, no more of my sisters would die. Mm. Ooh, nasty. There is nothing good about this at all, is yep. there? I knew what I had to do. Well, you should be proud of that. My father discovered the ruse Ishta and I used to keep Nisa away from the fire. I had to kill him so we could escape. You could understand every woman here wanting to shoot men on sight. Mm-hmm. Please put the staff up and down. What? Yes, I'm listening. Don't worry about it. Good for you, woman. Why are you arguing with the crazy woman with the armed staff weapon two inches from your face? <laughs> can you really ascend that quickly? Yeah, can you dodge the blast <laughs> before it takes your head off? <laughs> I don't think. I was having such a nice dream as well. You have moved me away from the others because you did not wish to frighten them. The truth is. I moved you away because we only had the extras for one day. Infection in your condition. How are the others responding to treatment? Good. Very good. Janet? Her BP is 60 over 40. Give her a bolus. Now, do you think that is that makeup on her lips or they just haven't let her drink anything for a day? Yeah. Method acting. Kimberly Unger is the nurse once again. Why are we giving her a South American dripping device? South American dripping device? Is there any difference between dripping devices? Trip. I said, a bolus, it's a thing with three balls that you swing and hurl at people running away and it wraps around the light and drifts them up. Oh, tripping device. I thought you meant... Yes. Antibiotic drip, tripping device. No. See, now she's dead. That's what happens when you get confused with what other people are saying. People die. Yeah, that's not going to go down well. You challenge Ishtar? She is no longer fit to lead us. Fight to the death. Naked. No? Boo. Our sisters have risked their lives for the experiment. Do you see no benefit if it works? Even if the Tritonin works. It merely places our dependence on the humans of Tari. Whom you also do not trust. Who is to say their intentions are pure? Their leaders are men. They wish to sap our strength with this drug. We are safe here at the moment. But if Moloch ever learned that we were behind the raids on his Jafar... Our freedom lies in dominance over the Goald. And there we have Nick Towell, played by Nikki Smoot, who is the executive producer's wife, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Michael Greenberg. We last saw her in Scorched Earth. You're a feminist lesbian, aren't you? <laughs> You're a feminazi. She's just very strongly opinionated. When you think of all these women, the, the decisions they've made, they've all got to be the same. Mm-hmm. This lifestyle is not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, because that's the best way to fight against the gold. Divide. Yeah. I'm not waiting any longer. She's not dead yet. You said she was dead. Oh, she looked dead. You've seen this episode. You're trying to keep the suspense. <laughs> Let's face it, though, they should have put the symbiote back a long time ago. Yeah, but, I mean, why did Amanda make the ew face? 
Because she always makes the ooh face. It's like the, this is the first time they've seen it. Yeah. How long before we see some improvement? Not long, I hope. <laughs> She's coding. Let's start CPR. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be shocking shortly. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they've killed her for a foolish experiment they pushed too far. Be strong, sister. I will not fail you. She wants to kill Ishta, and Cynthia won't transfer though, will it? If she kills Ishta? Well, basically, Ishta's still... Oh, my. What is happening? She has claimed drama There's Mrs. Greenberg again. She got the part, it was said, because they wanted horses and she could ride a horse. Yeah, I'm sure she could ride. And there were a lot... No, no. It was a bit difficult getting good female actors who looked the part who could actually ride horses. It's Mala. Yeah, not the best time to drop this bombshell on everybody. Yeah, somehow I didn't think she'd beat Ishtar. Ishtar! You dare interfere! She challenged me, it is my right! I expected them to be a little more muddy, though. Mm. Perv. Tilk's probably upset, because, you know, where's the blue jello? I know this is not a good time for this, time it really is for something like this. Speak! Mal is dead. <laughs> Speak something else. Yeah. Men. You can't trust them. I'm sorry. How? The tone wasn't working. Just showing him. Well nicely done, Michael. I just want you to know the other women are fine. See what your weakness has brought. Nisa is in need of a symbiote. Three out of four ain't bad, really. Mm-hmm. She shall have one. I wonder four out of five. I mean, she said 80... It can't be three out of four. But it must be four out of five because uh, Amanda said 80%. Yeah, well, Tilk's one of them, wouldn't he? Only four women went to the SGC. Watch your groin, Tilk. Watch your groin. ...will be returned safely, where the two of you will be sacrificed. <laughs> Woman, know your place. I'm sure she was watching his groin last night. That's what, to be more accurate, that's what she said. <laughs> yes, Tilk, all lovey-dovey. In the morning, it's a totally different story. I could say something incredibly sexist here, but I'm not going to. Go on. Nope. <laughs> Go on, I'll cut it out, honestly. I don't trust you. I don't have I to listen to the episode to find out. Look, I know you want to stop Ishtar and the gang, but even if we could get out of here, we don't know where they went. Shooting on the studio with lighting to make it look like it's outside. Come with me. If you want to live. If you want to live. If you want to live. Shot in the summer. She doesn't look sick. No, I mean, it's gradual. So lack of symbiote is an autoimmune deficiency disorder. They're bred for it, aren't they? Although, what we've seen from Ryak, it didn't seem... Mm. You wonder how much genetic manipulation have gone in to uh, the Jaffa to make sure they've got to have a symbiote. Mm. I do not wish for someone else to die so that I might live. I do not want to take a symbiote. Mm. You know, a few generations of the Tritonan, will they wean themselves off the need for a symbiote? Will the children be born without the desire? I don't think you can rewrite the DNA that quickly. We don't have Nerti around to do that. Yeah, you know, Daniel, you're not helping. Why not just take them to Nerti's planet and rewrite their DNA? Destroyed the machine afterwards, didn't they? SG-1 wanted to keep it running. Sam wanted to keep it running so they could investigate it. But the natives, after they healed themselves, destroyed it. Hmm. And the Tritonin worked on others, did it not? 
Yes. I wish to try it. Okay. Do you know where Ista and Neith have gone? No. I do. Now, all these props here had to be made and then smashed up to make it look realistic. We have been fortunate here this day. More have died than needed to. We've saved the life of my sister. They could do what they wanted. This former gravel pit, unlike some of the locations where they weren't even allowed to have a whiz against a tree. She's pretty much set in her ways, isn't she, really? So, Okay. He's begging for mercy. Is the symbiote too near maturity? Second thoughts. Not very flexible. What is wrong? This Jafar has the same wish for freedom as do we. Then he should not have fought alongside those that follow Malak. Many others. That might have been our allies had we killed this day. Do it myself. Ooh. No! We'll shoot him then. Shoot him. You okay? She's severely wounded. Her symbiote is damaged as well. Ista, you have a choice. Why did she hesitate? He's been zapped, so you can take the uh, symbiote. Yeah, no, but... She was shot in the shoulder. How the hell was the symbiote damaged? She was shot in the back. The explosion looked like it came from her shoulder. Honest. Bull crap. <laughs> Note, I restrained myself. There. Oh, hooks on the battlefield. Battle hooks. I don't know how much longer I can keep her alive. We're going to administer the Shatonin. It's now or never. Seriously, why are Sam and Jack in the observation room? You must speak to her. It's not that interesting procedure. Does they have to be in a certain number of shots per episode? What? Richard Dean Anderson? He turns up when he wants to. Maybe he gets paid more. That's one of the advantages of the producers. I'm paying myself double today. Maybe it's on per second billing. Neat. I like the difference in the lighting effects here. Soft, fuzzy, warm. And then when he goes to uh, Neath, it's cold and clinical. Mm-hmm. He must procure another. Those ways are over. You sentenced me to death. I ask you to choose life. Mm, checked her anyway, screw it. <laughs> she will not listen to me. Hmm. Oh, this, this ain't playing fair. Well, maybe she'll listen to her sister. Who are they putting this girl uniform for some reason? It's a bathrobe. She's got a smock on underneath. We're looking for some clothes to wear, and all we've got is a Roman Catholic schoolgirl uniform, honest. <laughs> Funnily enough, it came from Tilt's locker. No. You betray me. Since before I can remember, you have taught me to believe in our freedom. You said you would do anything so that you might protect me. One day I will be a great warrior like you. But I am not yet. I still need you. 
That's it. Lay the guilt on her. Nice and thick. I have chosen to live free. You must choose to take the Tritonin if you are to continue to teach and protect me. Twist the knife, even. Please. I do not wish you to die. Why? She's a bad teacher and protector. Just let her die. Go to someone else. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of women that will look after you. Don't worry about it, love. <laughs> Truth be told, of course, she's been playing mother to her since she was a baby, so... She kind of been much older than her sister was when she took over the mother role. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, never mind my life's in danger and every second we may could put in further danger. Let's just not inject me yet. Grab the child, pull her off, stick the needle in Yon's neck. Will you come and visit? Yes, of course. My sister's developed quite an affection for you. Her attitude's changed. <laughs> she likes Daniel. She has a crush. Too young for you, Daniel. Come on. Too young for you, mate. And really, would you want to piss off all those women in one place? Make sure to take note of any symptoms that could be side effects of the Tritonin. You have trained us well in the use of the medicine. And the food and supplies you've provided will go far. Well, if there's anything else you need, anything, just give us a call. Send us an email. Just that not too many moons go by before we see you again. Don't worry, I'm sure we'll be in. Keep trying, Jack. Yeah. One of these days she may actually reply. I don't think we do, do we? We do see Ishtar again, yes. And we see uh, some of the other women. Hmm. <laughs> Bashful bunch, aren't they? Yeah. There's 20 or 30 armed men there watching and they <laughs> casually walk away. Except for Jack, of course. Except Jack, who's, you know, getting Comparing uh, techniques. <laughs> One more. One more, go on. He's thinking back to Groundhog Day episode. <laughs> There's a general. I don't know. I don't get these parts written for me. <laughs> we need one of these on Enterprise. It'll probably keep the show on air. <laughs> <laughs> Lights off. There's a bloke in the background who's literally flicking a switch. <laughs> and that was Birthright. I like that episode. And it's nothing to do with the fact that it's full of women, although there's a huge amount of extras in this episode. Mm. A lot of extras, and many of them with speaking parts. It's just a good episode. Many of them were just parts. Chris Judge tends to write decent episodes for himself, and you can't blame him one bit for that. Indeed not. Yes, it makes you wonder if Amanda did more writing at this stage of career. What would they got? Um, we wouldn't have got four years of sanctuary. Well, no, I imagine that Stargate SG-1 would have continued past season 10 regardless if she'd written two or three episodes. Who knows, though, she might have got her own spin-off from it. What, sanctuary wasn't a spin-off? Come on. It wasn't a spin-off from Stargate, though, was it? No, but are you telling me that Will wasn't an obvious cipher, at least in the early seasons, for Daniel? Put it this way... Martin Wood, Annie Makita, Damien Kindler, they all worked on Sanctuary after Stargate finished. <laughs> and then what? Well, uh, uh, you want to rewind and start that again? Oh, no, no. You know, I'm not perfect, even though I tried to make myself sound perfect in the edit. <laughs> we'll fix it. Uh, no, Amanda's currently working on Primeval, isn't she, in Canada, with uh, Martin Guerrero. Oh. She's uh, directing a couple of episodes, I do believe. The last episode of Primeval I saw was the one where um, the universe sort of collapsed on itself. Well, the scenery chewing... Oh, God, what's his name? I'll go with his character now from DS9, Dr. Bashir. Oh, yeah. Evil and bearded. 
you're a half a season ahead of me. Am I? Yeah, I haven't seen the last half a dozen episodes of season five. Uh, well, like two years ago. Well, they got shown on watch in standard definition. I thought, I'm going to wait and watch it in HD. And so what happens when it finally comes on ITV1 HD? Watch HD, might repeat it. Yeah, but then it's got this great big, I've got them on the server, I just haven't got around to watching them. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Primeval is actually a new show. I think it's Primeval New Worlds or something. Oh, so nobody from the old show was in it? Not even Connor and Abby? It has some link, I believe, one or two characters, but it's not really a sequel as such. I love the uh, transparent, faint excuse to get former girl band. Did someone just send you a chat message on Facebook? Uh, no, it was my iPhone. But I love to get the former girl band member wandering around in basically two strips of material for much of the show. A family show with a semi-naked cute woman, you know? Well, he gets her dads involved, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, they did what they did. Yeah, that was a bit... For months after, I'm thinking, well, they could do this. It's time travel, alternate realities. They could bring him back this way. He's not really dead. It was his copy that died. But no, he was dead. They killed actually both him and the copy in the same episode. They talk about overkill. He's definitely dead. It's like misfits. I mean, they're killing off characters left, right and centre. Now, this new season, I, I think there's only... The new season. What, last season or the new season? Well, I haven't seen the Irish character since he got locked up in jail after that Vegas Christmas special one. Oh, so you haven't seen the series where he wasn't in it then? I saw the series where he wasn't in it, yeah, and they did kill quite a few. The new series, I'm going to watch it just to see if they can keep the magic, but I doubt it. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have some email feedback this week from Colin about Birthright. Mr. Judge once more returns to the writing pool an episode wrote with Star Trek sexpot to Paul. I mean, sorry, Jolly and Blacklock in mind. Well, I can't say I blame him. We try to see the woman of the Jaffa. All too often we've seen the men, the warriors in Stargate. So it's nice to have a glimpse of what the female species is like in relation to the male. Alas, it went down to the off-menu route of the Amazon warrior from mythology. This is not helped by a lack of pace. It was a good point with Carter realising she did not have to define a relationship with Neil, but apart from Teok, maybe finding a new mate, well, he did write the script. A pretty uneventful episode. Thanks as always for that, Colin. And Michael tweeted, Enjoyed Avenger 2.0 review. Have to say I don't think I've seen this one, but it seemed a good episode. As you said, Season 7 seemed to be on a tight budget. Not sure why, since the series was still performing well. Anyway, always a great podcast. It takes a little more effort to work within multiple 140 character tweets, so kudos to Michael, and many thanks. A quick hello to Yui Melner, who replied with birthday wishes to Neil Dennis. Always nice to get some response on the main website. By far the most convoluted and time-consuming way to keep our listeners up to date when compared to Facebook and Google+, but it's impossible to ignore. If you visit our Facebook group, look for the Gatecast, and there's been a lively conversation about the new Stargate Command app for Apple devices. Mixed opinions, it's a step in the right direction. Thanks to everyone who tweeted, retweeted, plus one, and liked our net presence. Unless you podcast yourself, you may not realise how gratifying it is to see some actual reaction to the shows we put out. A few quick birthdays for the following week. As always, not going to be all of them, but here goes. On the 23rd of July, the great Ronnie Cox has his birthday. He played the wonderfully slimy Senator Kinsey in Stargate SG-1, as well as movie roles in Robocop and Total Recall. He is also a respected recording artist. On the 25th, Michael Welsh, who played Mini Jack, celebrates his birth. His recent roles include the Twilight series, as well as work on The Riches and Joan of Arcadia. Finally, Ben Cotton has his birthday on the 26th. 
You may not know his name, but anyone who has seen Stargate Atlantis knows of Kavanaugh, the man with a huge chip on his shoulder and a pettiness that screams middle management. Happy birthday, guys! Any other Stargate-related birthdays I will post as and when via the usual methods. And speaking of said methods... The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com Links to episodes not found on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus pages are listed under The Gatecast and our Twitter ident is The Gatecast, which is one word. Finally, the old tried and trusted email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com It is still the best and most reliable way of getting in touch with us. And if you're feeling adventurous, why not record us a little mp3 so we can play it on the show? It makes life so much easier when we know how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us any comments or feedback you have on the show, or any aspect of the fandom. Retweets, plus ones, URLs, pictures, sound files, anything like that is more than welcome. We'll always do our best to put any feedback into the show itself. One world, one universe, the journey never ends. Stargate forever. We are continuing to be unlisted on iTunes, but we are sorting out a new URL, iTunes submission, and probably going to spruce up the WordPress website as well. Anyone out there with ideas or talents in that regard, we would welcome the input. For now though, the RSS feed taken from the website can be manually put into any podcatcher, and that should work fine. Next week, we have, for once, a part one followed by a part two with the same title. Shock! It's not taking them seven and a half seasons to do it. <laughs> Bloody hell! Next week is Evolution Part One. Daniel is leading a team on the search for an ancient ruin and a mysterious artifact in the jungles of Honduras. When they are kidnapped, Jack goes to Daniel's rescue, aided in a search by Bork, an eccentric, disgraced agent who was once Jack's close friend. Meanwhile, Carter, Teok, and Jacob battle a new enemy. Super soldiers, engineered by Anubis. That struck as two stories they couldn't really uh, fit together, so they just mashed it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that, that sounds like mid-season break. Separate arcs, though. Pretty much, I've got to for a, a double episode. And Burke was a throw-in. In fairness, they should have used Mayborn there. Well, he's he's kind of off planet, isn't he? Mm. He went with a Tokra and relocated witness protection, <laughs> sort of thing. So that's evolution. That's pretty much it, folks. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. As always, any and all feedback is appreciated. And you'll hear from us in a week or so. I've been Alan. And I've been Mike. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Gatecast.